welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, a podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today to cover a Chicago Red Stars victory. Chicago defeats Kansas City 2-0. Goals from Kalia Watt and Mackenzie Doniak, both facilitated and orchestrated by the composer, Mal Pugh. Red Stars earned their first full three points of the regular season and their first win of the year. So much to get through and I can't do it alone because no one can ever do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, AKA the scam originator. How you doing today, Claire? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's Friday before a long weekend. If you're, if you're able, I'm able, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day off on Monday, working from home today. It's like smooth sailing. Chicago got the dub. It feels it's cold, but it feels, it feels good. <laughs> We've been going through some things, you know, the Red Stars are navigating a a three game, eight day week. We're navigating the same thing on the media side of stuff and also the weather. So it's been it's been quite the up and down journey on that front. But we get to recap a win, Claire. I know you and I are excited to chat a bit about it. We've been waiting so long in this year. Uh, It took a little while. And this game. They had us in the first half, girl. I ain't going to lie, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but. so yeah, some backstory, like, you know, Sandra, Sandra lost internet on Wednesday. <laughs> so she's like watching this game on her phone. She's got like, <laughs> you know, some provider on her phone to watch it. I'm at work. I finished work at like 730 and I was like, well, I don't really want to miss anything. So I was, I was sitting like in my little classroom watching this game and you go through this first half and you're just like, Oh boy. But you're also like defiant. You're like, if I walk away from this, they're going to score a bunch of goals and I'm going to miss it. So, yep. So we stuck with it. We We stuck stuck with it. it. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. Yeah. I I introed us and said, you know, they they won this game man. they won it two zero midweek match midweek vibes going on for the Chicago red stars. This is a, you know, the first of a couple, all the clubs are scheduled to have some sort of midweek action throughout this long 24 game season. And some of the media availability leading up into this match, you know, Rory Dames mentioned that this probably was going to be some some rotation. They had to to take a look at that kind of stuff and prepare for these many games and, and, and this amount of days. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I, I think when we saw these starting 11s, wasn't too surprised to sort of see some some different looks here. But why don't we go through these these starting 11s and, and get some of our our thoughts? And then why don't we start with the. Um, the home side here first, Kansas City NWSL hosting the Red Stars at Legends Field. And we'll have some things to say about that place as well. They had Nicole Barnhart in net. They had um, Katie Bowen, Taylor Leach, Rachel Corsi, Michelle Mimone, Victoria Pickett, Desiree Scott, Gabby Vincent, Darian Jenkins, Amy Rodriguez, and Mariana La Roquette to round out the starting 11. Claire, any thoughts for the hosts on their starting 11? Well, yeah, I mean, they had done, they did some rotation themselves, like um, Michelle Vasconcelos didn't start this game, she did against Houston, and so I think that you just saw a team that similarly had to um, deal with the short rest. Um, they had one less day, actually, even than Chicago did to to rehab, so um, yeah, I, I think that it looked kind of what we expected. I think that, I said this last time, you know, they're not really a team that is slotting players into spaces where there are super defined roles <laughs> just because of the roster that they have. And so um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really, honestly, to be completely honest, I don't have a lot to say about Kansas City right now. It's still really a work in progress. I think that they have some players that are doing quite well. I think they have some players that are only doing okay. And I think that that roster construction is still just a, a big, big work in progress. They're also kind of hurt. I think maybe that's the other thing is their injury report was, has, been ex, has been kind of extensive from, from yeah. even the beginning of the Challenge Cup. And so I think that that was part of it for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Working through uh, some things. I know in our podcast preview of this, it, you know, we mentioned players in below that far and I wanted Nicole Barnhart to not have a good game. You know, she's somebody better into this league can really uh, do that goalkeeping pretty, pretty well um, when she wants to. Uh, so, yeah, but there's all sorts of things like, you know, home field advantage that you wonder whether or not it's going to come into play more narrow pitch. Right. So yeah, seeing, seeing the starting 11 in a midweek match, not a ton of surprises uh, for, for the host there, but for Chicago, they lined up as follow. They had Alyssa Nair and net uh, Casey Kruger, Kayla Sharples, Turner Davidson and Sarah Gordon rounding out the back line, Morgan Gatrov, Vanessa DiBernardo, Sarah Waldmo to represent the mid and across the top line. They had Mackenzie Donia, Katie Johnson and Aaron Wrights. Uh, some player rotation like we figured we were going to see in this one. Claire, well, what stood out for you the most? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels like s- some philosophies that we've seen before. Um, when Chicago gets a defense that's working, they like to stick with it. So the fact that they've stuck with this same back four um, makes a lot of sense. I mean, we've seen that in multiple seasons where they try some pieces and then once they kind of see something gel, they say, okay, this is the group for a while. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, Sarah Woldmo in for Danny Floprico makes a lot of sense. We saw Danny get in. There were a lot of kind of phys- there's a lot of physicality in the Gotham game. Makes sense that they would want to rest her um, to maybe put her back in for Houston on Saturday. Um, I was excited to see Sarah Woldmo get a full 90 minutes, though. We haven't really seen a lot from her, so I, I, I was excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, so the philosophy up top. Uh, was hard to analyze in that moment. I think we saw the actual tactical philosophy as the game played out. But um, yeah, I mean, with Aaron Wright, you know, she is still working her way back into some sharpness on the ball after an extended time off. She also had an ankle injury early in the Challenge Cup. I think giving her assignments in the top line makes a lot of sense right now, especially if you have a defense that is clicking. Um and then, yeah, I mean, Doniak, we saw in the Challenge Cup, she's someone that I think they would like to play in the number nine a little bit more. Uh, and then Katie Johnson was rested against Gotham. So, yeah, I mean, not no huge surprises, but definitely this idea of every time they roll out a new, like a new front three or a rotated part of their roster, it is always a little bit like, okay, now let's see what they can do. Because that's the philosophy behind the whole roster construction is that they can play a bunch of different players and have it work. So, um, yeah, I was interested. I was interested to kind of see how it played out and was not shocked actually with kind of how the whole game went, I think. Right on. I think, uh, we're going to shout out in that starting 11, uh, Sarah Moldmo because we saw that Gotham game live and, and Danny Colaprico kind of definitely put it all on the line there. And so it was uh, not too shocking to sort of see a player like Moldmo kind of slot in and, and pick up, where a player like Colaprico uh, left off and she got the first <laughs> look on goal really for the Red Stars in this, in this match. It was a, it was a good way to, to sort of start off this match. Like, all right, getting, getting touches on the ball, Morgan Gatra serving it up. 
World more getting a shot. We, we had mentioned before that we wanted to maybe see some midfielders get more involved, uh, you know, in the attack. But very quickly, it sort of felt like it kind of took a turn in favor of Kansas City. There were back-to-back corner kicks. So we're talking under 10 minutes here, conceded to Kansas City. And, um, you know, we've been watching this Red Stars team, and it gets a little nervous because we see what happens when um, maybe – some defensive breakdowns happen on a, on a, on a corner kick. So we're kind of like, Oh, what's going on here. Um, but Kansas city doing their thing to sort of, it looked like try to come out strong in the opening minutes of that first half, maybe really try to take it uh, to the red stars, but Chicago, I felt sort of at times wanted to maybe they kind of level things out a little bit. I thought that first half maybe was a little bit more even than it maybe felt at the moment, sort of after having some time to sort of, think about it and reflect back on what I saw, maybe even looking at some of the numbers and the play-by-play by it, even just looking at the shots and stuff, it just maybe was a little bit more, more even than it felt. I think the frustration and, um, you know, watching the team still trying to build up into, you know, the final third and just sort of not getting the payoff, maybe sort of, you know, feels a certain type of way at this point, right. In the season, um, especially when they rounded around that 30th minute, um, where there was a particular moment where we saw with, with Katie Johnson and who we, you know, we've seen a number of these forwards being utilized along the top line and within the attack for the red stars. Um, but, you know, we've been talking about how they're still sort of working on how their offense is, is looking or how they're presenting it. And then to sort of see them putting in these shifts and in particular, this particular player doing good work to sort of get into spaces. Like we saw a player like uh, Johnson getting into space and really at times kind of creating her own space, which is always very dope to sort of see from a forward. But these moments where the rest are sort of getting the box and they're unable to, to have anything come from it, it gets really frustrating. But I tell you, Claire, it gets real frustrating when you get your legs swept. <laughs> well, yeah. So going back to the beginning of the match, I think, um, you know, this was Kansas city's home opener and they had like a great crowd for a Wednesday night, like kudos to them. Again, I'm, I'm not a doctor assuming that all the protocols are in place and all that sort of stuff. They did a good job of, of getting everybody in. Um, I think Chicago it was a slow start, you know, they, and, and I think Kansas city was amped, you know, again, home opener. That's, that's, that gets the home team amped. And so I think that right in the first, and also I think like you were saying, um, the idea of the match feeling a certain way versus being a certain way, I think was indicative of it wasn't really back and forth. It was like Kansas city was really pushing, really pushing, you know, they had control for the first 25 minutes or so. And then it was like all Chicago from there. So it, I think it was that idea of um, you can get really down on the team that's struggling on either of those ends. But I think it was a little bit overblown that Chicago was struggling first, though. I will say that, um, you know, obviously it helps to have the best the best goalkeeper uh Alyssa Nair kept him in this match she had a really big save in the eighth minute a really big save in the 26th minute um but I think that also when you talk about a defense working with their goalkeeper we've seen Chicago make mistakes that don't cater well to Nair's strengths and instead, what, what Chicago was actually ended up doing was if you're forcing Alyssa Nair into a reaction save, that's fine, actually. Chicago will take that. It's when they have miscommunication between the back line and the goalkeeper and she gets caught in space. That's when Chicago really struggles. So I think in a way you say, yes, that was exceptional from Alyssa Nair. She's the reason why this game didn't go south early. Um, but they want that kind of performance from her because that means that they're shooting 
into areas that she's really good she can handle so i think that that should be said and then right after that save that reaction save in the 26th minute i think that woke chicago up a little bit and so they started working into their game and then yeah in the 36th minute this is so frustrating especially as a person who writes talks advocates for this league i it frustrates me when you look at something like that and you see on social media or whatever, a lot of people being like, Oh my gosh, how did that not go in? Oh, wow. That's indicative of Chicago's whole season. Oh, wow. What amazing full team defending from Kansas city. And it's like, it was none of those things. It was a foul. So it it was neither good nor bad. It just, it was not a clean play. And I think it's with the field too, where you just have bodies on top of each other when you have a field that small. I don't, I don't really love watching that. And I don't like pretending like it's something that it's not. Um, Yeah. Katie Johnson, Katie Johnson got her legs taken out from under her um, right in front of goal. She was there to hit that rebound. And um, she, uh, Lara Kett did a full leg sweeper on her and the camera showed it multiple times. And it just seemed like people were ignoring it because it didn't fit the idea that this was, great and clean it was a dan daniel chesky game um she's infamous for a reason and uh yeah i mean it also was frustrating and you know we'll we'll talk about this like um because it i it's hard when you see a player start playing a little bit aggressively because they got tackled and nothing happened because it's absolutely a human (laughs) it's like a righteous human response for sure but When you have an official not take control of a game effectively, it's only going to hurt the player that was wronged. (laughs) So it's, it's tough. And I don't like that about the NWSL. And I, the one final thing I'll say is that um, in terms of the officiating, one of the issues with expansion is that you need more officiating crews. If you have literally more games going on on one day, they had three on Wednesday night, you have to have more officials available to officiate those games. And that pool is not growing with the NWSL. And so I think that this is going to be a struggle uh, going forward as well. But yeah, so that's my take on the, on the first half. Yeah, it's a great take. It's a great point. One that I agree with. I mean, just minutes later, (laughs) Katie Johnson picks up that yellow before halftime. Yep. And uh, it's a, it's a scoreless, it's a scoreless halftime for, for Chicago. And um Honestly, you know, we've been watching some of these games, Claire, and I think we literally just sort of had a similar reaction to it during during that home opener against Gotham, which sort of watching the attack doing what they're doing and sort of watching both sides of the ball and just sort of feeling like, well, if they're not going to, if they're not hitting that goal, if they're not getting the goal before this, this halftime break, like what is that going to mean for the second half, right? So something interesting happened in this particular uh, game. Uh, You had substitutes on the bench that were able to come in and make an impact um, and sort of change the game. And that, that was the difference I think in, in a game like this versus maybe a game like we saw against Gotham. Um, Being able to, have somebody like Achilles Watt or Mel Bue is going to make a whole lot of, uh, of difference for your team. And uh, to start the half, there weren't initial changes right away. Chicago's kind of a team that sort of, you know, they roll out with their starting 11 and they get some time to figure it out a little bit. Um, 
we saw Kate Dofava come in for, for Kansas City to try to do some things there, coming off for Taylor Leach. But we didn't really see uh, any substitutions happen until around the hour mark for Chicago. And just as the hour mark hit, we started to see a flurry, like a flurry of subs from, from both sides uh, of the bench here. For Chicago, it was was Mal Pugh and Khalil Watt at the 61st minute. And then for Kansas City, we saw Michelle Vasconcelos and Mallory Weber come in in the 64th minute. And things changed really, really quickly in this match when that happened. The Red Stars finally broke through on goal for the 2021 regular season. And it was absolutely delightful. In the 67th minute, we got to see Mallory Pugh pick up where she continues to leave off. It's it's uh, It's been wonderful watching this player continue her development with the Chicago Red Stars. She gets on the ball and is, has the vision and presence to feed it off to Kalia Watt, who scored a ridiculous looking goal. I mean, this goal was so yeah. sick yeah. Uh, has again we're talking about presence of mind Kalia Watt receives this ball takes a couple touches is able to sort of beat a double team defending uh duo there and just nails this ball and it just curls past uh Nicole Barnhart and the Red Stars uh Red Stars are up yeah um right so <laughs> Looked good. No, looked it did. It did. And, it it did. and I'm good. like, I'm, I'm like, you're. I, I should have. Ri- I keep, I keep forgetting to write notes down while you're talking because I'm like, I had points and I lost them. But um, <laughs> yeah. So halftime, halftimes happens. So a 60 minute sub is early for Chicago, right? They don't <laughs> usually do that. Um, and and Roy Dame said after the game that this was 100% planned. Um, I think Chicago had a good game plan against a team that we just didn't quite see until this occurred, which is that they knew that they had had one more day of rest than they did. They were coming from home rather than from away like Kansas city was. And basically they said, we're going to wear them out and then we're going to bring Hugh and Watt on. And obviously they wanted to score before those players came on, but that was like the contingency plan of they're going to be tired. They're not going to be able to handle what Hugh and Watt can bring. And that's going, that could win us the game. And so when those two players came on, it was an immediate change uh, in the speed of play and Yes, and, and the two goals are funny. We'll we'll talk about the second one, but that first one, yes, absolutely. Shout out Mallory Pugh for the two assists. However, one one was like a real great assist, and one was she dropped the ball off to her teammate, and her teammate scored a worldie. So, you know, I think that that that's really exciting. First of all, you know, they you could see. I love watching the tape of um of that Watt goal because it's Chicago's bench is like at the bottom of the frame. (laughs) And I think it was, it's someone with brown hair. It's either Colaprico or Malazzo just leaping (laughs) up into the (laughs) air after that goal is scored. And it It was was like, you just see a ponytail just go. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, that, that moment, that breakthrough was amazing. I got spoiled. It was the Casey and I didn't realize I was actually behind. My stream was behind. Um, And then I saw the Casey NWSL Twitter, just say Chicago gets one. And I'm like, Chicago gets one in this game. Um, But yeah, so I thought that that goal was awesome. It felt like a huge emotional release for the team. And um also not shocking considering kind of how the arc of the game was going for Kansas city, that it rattled them a little bit. Cause I think yeah. that they knew they were kind of coming into this, the underdogs a little bit in terms of player for player talent. Yeah. And 
they were doing the things that they wanted to do. And then the game changers came on and that sort yeah. of fell apart for them. I mean, you bring, you, look, you have two teams and one team brings on Mallory Pugh and Cleo Watt and the other team brings on Fessel and Weber. You think right away, this game's about to open up. Like these, these four players are supposed to come on here and change, change the game. And, and it happened, but Chicago just made it happen so much quicker than anything else. Like Kansas city, it's almost it did. It maybe shell shocked them a little bit. It's almost like they didn't um, didn't expect that to happen. Really, and quite frankly, who can blame them? They they've probably done their work. Well, it's because uh, you also you look at the XG chart of the game, yeah. and so Chicago that that the play where Katie Johnson got fouled is a huge XG point for them. But mm-hmm. that Kaylee Watt goal was like a point one five, and yeah. it was unlikely. It was an unlikely goal that she did on her own, and that, that's what makes it so dope. That's, that's what, what made that goal so dope. I love the yeah. goal. Was it yeah. was like chef's gifts of a goal. I mean, yeah. it's absolute worldy. And I also love Malpu setting it up, and yeah. then I also love Malpu still continuing her run yes. for Kalia Watt. Like that was so like yeah. yes, the movement give it to me, put it in my veins. It was fantastic. Yeah. And just three minutes later, yep. you have a veteran in, in Desiree Scott for, for Kansas City NWSL just give the ball away, just yeah. loses the ball. Uh, Mackenzie Doniak is, is uh, smart, gets on that ball, feeds it to Mal Pugh immediately, and Mal Pugh does all the work again for uh, for her teammates there and uh, is able to feed it back to, to Doniak, who continued her run into the box and, and just was able to just poke it away she toe poked it into that goal and it was fantastic and the red stars were up two goals in a three minute span yeah um i mean i think again you just saw like the energy swing in one direction so forcefully and i think it just was negative for kansas city and positive for chicago um in a field that small if you give the ball away in the midfield it can bite you really quick um the other thing that happened and this is more about kansas city than chicago but um they had some defensive breakdowns in both of those goals in that they had two defenders shift towards the ball carrier and leaving, you know, it didn't actually matter that, that Pew was trailing the run because Watt hit that goal so well, but it was a similar issue with the second goal because two defenders drifted toward Pew and that left Doniak wide, wide open. So, you know, Mal was like, all right. And then she cuts it back. And, but I do want to shout out the finish though, because that was like inside of the foot across the body far post. She was like, I am not kicking this towards, freaking goalkeeper i am putting this in the back of the net and i think that that also doniak is an interesting player because um i think that she's someone who does make smart runs but it didn't matter necessarily if her if 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 her teammates weren't finding her earlier in the year and so you are you are starting to see that awareness of the players actually finding each other um However, and this will go into the Houston game, which is the it's we all the praise, 100% all the praise for these two goals. It was a well-deserved win. Um, also, the Chicago defense completely stifled Kansas City for after the 26th minute. That was like it. There was not a lot going on there. They did not record a shot on goal in the second half. Um, shout out to the defense. But I think it's interesting to look at this game plan where you're like, okay, we're going out with um, – Three players up top who are going, we know are going to be playing a lot of overlapping runs, are going to be running at the defense, are going to be stretching them. We trust the defense to hold, like to not concede, right? And they did have to rely on their goalkeeper a little bit. But then once the defense settled, they had that under control. And then once this game started to slow down, 
they brought on their game changers. And that worked really, really great for this game. I'm really interested to see how that translates into a performance where it feels like the starting 11 really put the whole package together, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? No, it, it, it does. It does. It makes, it makes total sense. I mean, I think that's, maybe that's the, the next game that we're looking for. Right. So yeah. That's the next response that we're looking for when, when we're covering this team. Um, maybe that's a little bit of a good transition. I don't know if we're going to see that. I don't well, know if we're going to I mean, see- I do think we should just officially just be like, shout out to the first win of the season. Yeah. Uh, it felt great. It I felt loved great. it. I was surprised how good it felt. It's so funny. Like, I think that I was ready. I was just going to be like, even if they lose every game this season, we'll be here. <laughs> we'll yeah. be talking about it. And then you're like, oh, okay, great. We don't have to, yep. we don't have to do that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. in the mindset. Get in the mindset of things. We're right. preparing ourselves to be here for you. Exactly. <laughs> um, but turns out, Got to win, and yeah, that, was, uh, that was over. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, the joy, um, the joy came back, and uh, that was real nice to see. It was real nice to to witness experience, and it's uh, been a blast getting to chat about it and recap it here uh, on this game. Uh, check out the highlights if, if you missed it. Um, good package that was put together. You get to see all that stuff that we're talking about right now. But um, yeah, no, Claire, just to echo your points, I, I don't know if we're going to see it in this match. Cause again, this is the, this is the third game for the Chicago Red Stars in eight days. Um, heavy work, heavy uh, match load this week. And they're still on the road. They're headed off to, uh, to Houston, uh, a place that has uh, historically been a little bit uncomfortable to play in. Um, yes. Chicago has a better record when it comes to, to Houston in, in terms of all time, uh, competitions and head to heads and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean uh, it's ever easy or not uncomfortable in that in that Texas heat. And uh, then on top of that, they're going to be um, on short rest, and uh, they're going head to head against a Houston Dash team that has been struggling uh, in their own 2021. Uh, they had a very sort of quick Challenge Cup determined in the West because again, Portland just ate till everybody eat their dust and ran away with the West division. So they kind of had a very, very short title defense and the challenge cup run. And uh, to start their regular season, they are also still on the hunt for their first win uh, in, in the regular season. And uh, they have found the back of the net during their fixtures. Uh, Rachel Hill has been looking good or excuse me, not Rachel Hill, Rachel Daly mixing up my Rachel's uh, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Daly's been doing all right. And uh, but for some reason, they're just not picking up the wins. So they've got a loss. They've got a draw, a draw that really probably kind of stuck in their craw a little bit uh, yeah. where they dropped. They really dropped that game in stoppage time against Kansas right. City. They had it won. Uh, and they split the different. point. Yeah, it was literally in the bag. And then the, they dropped it <laughs> like they, they dropped the bag. Um, so, yeah, this this game is. Um, this game might be one. This game might be one, Claire. What's your vibe headed into this match? Yeah, I think the scary thing about Houston is that um, that the two matches where, first of all, they've gone up a player in both of their last two matches and they haven't gotten a win out of it. I think that they're pissed. They said after the game that they were pissed. Um, they have the advantage also if they were gifted a homestand. We talked about this in the last episode. And then the other issue with, with Houston that I do think is kind of frightening is that um, – their biggest issue has just been their commitment to their own playing style. Honestly, um, they've struggled with a full 90 minute commitment to the counter press, which makes sense. It's really hard to do, especially in the Houston heat, but outside of their bodies, simply not allowing them to do that. I think if you have a couple of these frustrating results, you play a team that 
their biggest issue is just that they can't commit to a press, but now they're angry. They might commit to that press a little bit more. And so it, it, it's, it's a, this is an interesting game for them because they have to figure out how they can respond to adversity um, by playing with more precision and more energy, quite simply, um, than they have been recently. And we will see if they bring that. We've seen how sometimes that sort of frustration with losing your identity can go in the other direction. So I don't know. But um, Rachel Daly loves to play against the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. Uh, and I shout out to uh, shout out to the CBS uh, and the result challenge cup documentary where I believe Rachel Daly said, quote, their fullbacks are shite. She said their fullbacks are shit. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think she was specifically referencing Sharples and, and St. George's at this moment. If my memory serves me correctly. They were the starting fullbacks there. Um, so yeah, Rachel Daly loves to ball. Yep. against Chicago. So I hope that Rachel Daly does not have a great game against Chicago. And yeah. um, I think I will also say for Houston um, that I hope like Christy Mewis also doesn't have a good game. Agreed. Against yeah. Chicago. If their midfield can have not a good game, that'd be great. Yeah. I think that for me, you know, I would actually take a point with this one. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with a point. Um, Considering if you get through, you know, you get through your first four games with five points, it's not amazing, but it, I think that that's acceptable, uh, especially considering what they've had to deal with. This is a tough stretch for them. Um, they've only got one tougher stretch where I think they have to fly out to Tacoma on like two days rest later in the season. But um, yeah, so I think that ultimately I just need the defense to hold. And I think that that's going to be the hard part because you are going to have them they're not going to be given a lot of time on the ball or if they are, then Houston's game plan isn't working. So I don't want Christy Mewis to have a good game. Right. I also don't want Nichelle Prince to have a good yeah, game. Quite frankly, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say that with all the respect in the world, you know, yeah. these um, are respectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that, right. You don't want the wings. If you're getting beat up and down the wings, you're struggling, but also, I don't know. Chicago's got Sarah Gordon out there now. So that might, feel a little bit different as well um right on who do you want for chicago to shine i would like um oh that's a really good question i think i i we chicago's distribution has to be good in this game i know we said the same thing in the portland game but it's true uh when you have a team that's committed to running at you with a high line you need to pass out of it and i think that um that is going to really live and die with, and I hope that she can play. We'll see. She's got a lot of minutes on her legs recently, but obviously you got to have Morgan Gatra out there. Um, and I think that the good news is that if she's at her best, she eats games like this for breakfast. And so I think that that is, is my hope is that she can really control what's happening in the midfield and just be like, you thought you know, a bunch of times, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I think this game's going to come down to the midfield for both teams. Yeah. So uh, I want whoever's in the midfield to shine. That's yeah. who I want for Chicago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it is more Gatra, God bless. Like you said, she's been, she's been rocking she's been a lot of minutes. A lot, yeah, so I don't know. But you know what? We're watching Morgan Gatra, and she's, she's, she's being reborn That's right. right in front of our eyes in yeah. 2021. You know, got her first suspension, picked up her first yellow. That's right. Uh, after six years of service in the NWSL. She said, listen, if, if, you're she's, gonna, 
if you're going to mark me with it anyway, I might as well live yeah. up to the reputation. That's right. If you're going to call me the butcher, I might as well earn it. So uh, we'll see if she's uh, tasked with the start uh, in this game or if she just sort of features and hopefully she has an impact. Again, whoever's in the midfield is going to have uh, going to have some some work cut out for them. So I hope the midfield for Chicago in general has a has a great game. Yep. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be back covering another win. Maybe this will be the start of a win streak for Chicago. We we will see. But in the meantime, I just want to let folks out there know that if you've enjoyed what you heard on this podcast, that there is a number of ways for you to continue your support of Southside Trapping. You can do that directly. Uh, and that's the best way via our patron. You can find all sorts of tiers right there on the patron. We have subscriptions that start from the $2 tier all the way to the $25 tier. So take a look, see what works best for you, uh, what kind of perks you like and whatnot. Uh, if not, uh, just know uh, that times are hard for everyone, and we are aware of that. But there are a multitude of ways for you to continue your support of our work, and you can do that by following us on all social media channels like uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Southside Tripod with one letter P. And you can find us on streaming services like Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes. So go ahead and find us. Give us a like. Leave us a rating and review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we are producing Chicago Red Stars content for you all. So everybody, continue to make smart choices. Uh, Be safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated if you have the option to do so. And uh, as always, continue your support of Black Players and Black Life. And we will be back next week to hopefully recap a Chicago Red Stars win.